You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. So, welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 81 with the man, Lee Jackson. Lee, thanks for being here. Hey, man, that's awesome. Thanks for having me on. I'm actually watching the plant behind you. It keeps moving. Yeah, I'm finding it. Got the air conditioner on. I'm finding it transfixing, actually. It's (laughs) kind of putting... This may be a terrible episode because I might just keep watching that. Anyway, carry on, mate. Your I, show. Might, I might need to turn the air conditioning off and then I'll melt and sweaty and no, don't do that. mess. Uh, yeah. Funny. So um, if it isn't already evident, uh, Lee and I are good friends and like talking a lot of um, smack. So <laughs> we may or may not actually get anything <laughs> helpful across during this chat and during, <laughs> during this episode, but we're going to be talking about live events and getting the most out of them. Um, live events are such an awesome topic for, uh, to me um, because I just love going to them um, for a lot of, a lot of reasons, you know, like mental for me, it's actually a mental health thing to get out and go places and meet more people. But some of the people you meet at these things end up in, like business partnerships or creating new ideas, whether it's in mm. masterminds and stuff. Um, it's just been so good. And of course, Lee is running a live event in uh, May of this year. Yes. From the 6th to the 8th? Did I get yep. that right? In, yes, you did. What is the place? Wellingbro, is it? Yeah, mate, you know it all. I wow. might as well just not be here. Mm. I uh, just <laughs> tell them everything. Surprised <laughs> I pronounced that, pronounced that correctly. You, but you yeah. There was an Australian once, there's a place called Loughborough, everything's Burra here, yeah, yeah. and he was like, excuse me, do you know the way to Luga Baruga? Loughborough. <laughs> so I'm really impressed you said Wellingborough, that was amazing. Yeah, well, we had, a, I grew up near a place near, uh, called, near a place called Cape Hillsborough, and uh, mm. that's the only reason I know how to pronounce that, but I definitely would have been like Baruga as a kid. Baruga? <laughs> So, yeah, it's yeah. in Wellingborough. Yeah, cool. Which is just outside of London, right? Like a short train. Yeah, an hour. Yeah, that's short to me. I mean, I'm from Australia. An hour is like down the road. Exactly. So, Justin Meadows will drive three hours down the road to meet his mates for dinner. That's insane. <laughs> he lives yeah. in Australia. Yeah, I know. I've been to one of the dinners that he did drive three hours for. Um, yeah, he, he's one down of, the road. He's he's <laughs> next level. But um, yeah. I feel like. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see that as a barrier, you know, like uh, travel, because to me, live events are so important. Um, I spend a lot of time going to events around the world, you know, like um, last year, I think I did Bangkok and, and the US um, and one more that I can't remember. And this year, I'll be doing Bangkok and UK um, at least. Um, yeah. And, and the reason I do that is because they actually pay off for my business in many of the ways we're talking about before. So that's kind of, I don't know, I feel like I harp on about it a lot without getting into the details of why it's so good and how to get the most out of them. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I mean, what, what are you, what's your number one, number one tip for a live number event? Number one tip for a live event. Well, uh, my number one tip would be show up. <laughs> uh, so, well, well, I've got a couple of questions for you as well, if you don't mind. So if we can do a bit of a tete-a-tete uh, hmm. and go back and forth. But uh, with regards to uh, an event, I will very often make sure that I'm going to a conference to go and learn something very particular. So yes, there's going to be relationships and friendships that I'll build up. There'll be selfies I'll get to take. I mean, you failed at that miserably. We need to resolve that this year. Um, and um, But I will often go with a very specific mission. I want to learn how to do something and I want to wow. attend a conference that aligns uh, with what I want to achieve. So I've been year on year to Upreneur Summit. Um, and each time I go to Upreneur Summit by Chris Ducker, it will be to achieve something. So um, the very first year it was, I am going to launch my 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 community, my premium community that I launched to two or three years ago now. So I went there, learned everything I needed to do. And then off the back of that conference, went ahead and launched it. And then the following year, you know, that was next level. I I now want to write a book. I want to do X, Y, and Z. So I went with those specific thoughts in mind. I want to consume just 
I'll consume all the content. I'll get the benefit of it all, but I'm going to go with a very specific focus on something I want to learn. When we launched uh, Agency Trailblazer event, uh, sorry, Agency Transformation event last year, hmm. um, we said at the very beginning to everybody, don't try and learn everything in this conference. This is two days of content covering like five massive areas um, of agency transformation. So let's all first, before we even start listening to the speakers, work out where we're at. Where are you at? Do you need to learn about becoming a legend on freaking social media? Or are you still trying to work out who you serve? Um, whatever that is, work out where you're at and then focus on consuming that content and giving yourself some small achievable actions either during or, or for after the conference as well. So for me, it's very much uh, I am going to go and learn because I am crap at courses. If I go and buy a course, <laughs> I've bought your course. I've not even watched the first freaking... <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for the money. Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. That's, that's your tip. I'm terrible at courses, but if I go to a conference, one of the things for me is, is this is now... I'm investing in me for a day or two and I am going to learn and pull out from this conference oh. what I feel I need to. And I'm also going to play hard as well. I'm going to really enjoy the breaks. I'm really I'm going to make friends. I'm probably going to get clients, which usually always happens uh, and so much more. Yeah. Well, and that's, uh, that's massive. It's not um, something I'd really considered. Um, and, and the whole approaching it from, a frame of reference, you know, that like I am trying to apply the knowledge to this thing that I'm trying to fix right now or this, this part yep. of my business. That's massive. Um, because I feel like every time you go to a conference, you're in a different position to learn something, right? Like I think you could hear the same speaker a year apart and take information, like, sorry, the exact same speech a year apart and get something out of it both times because you're in this frame of reference and now you, yep. it's like a year later and you've learned all these new things and you might be looking at it from a completely different perspective. So actually pre-setting yourself to have that frame of reference, I love that idea. Um, yeah, man. It's not something I thought of because it's funny because my first note here was like all my favorite ways to get the most out of live events. Um, pretty much none of them have to do with the actual content and listening to speakers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the same as well. So I used to be part of all sorts of events. And for me, it was very much a part of, okay, what time are the breaks? When can we all go out? What are we doing afterwards? Um, because, you know, networking, it, a, an event is like networking on steroids, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We can go to a networking breakfast for 52 weeks of a year and get no leads uh, and potentially not even get any friendships. Me and you have physically met once. We're like best buddies. I know we're not best buddies because you didn't ask me to be the best man. So I get it. All right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, by hanging out once and then connecting online and everything else like that, we've become really good friends. It's a, a conference, an event helps you kind of network on steroids versus kind of the day to day boring stuff. So that's obviously uh, some of the advantages. And I think for you, that's one of the reasons why you go, isn't it? It's that networking. Mm -hmm. um, you'll make some of these lifelong friends. You'll create partnerships. You'll launch new exciting ideas. You'll collaborate on content, et cetera, all because mm -hmm. you just hung out and were crazy for two days or whatever it was. Um, and now everyone's best friends. Yeah, pretty much. And like, I literally looking through my list here of like all the um, things that I like to do to get the most out of conferences and, and things I've learned along the way. Like literally, th there was one um, to do with the content and it was don't write down everything. I see, <laughs> I, see, I see people at conferences with their book out or their laptop just... <laughs> yeah. Oh my Take God. a picture of the slides. Yeah. I'll never look slide. at this picture again. Oh. You know, I get it taking a photo of like a one or two key slides because I'll do that. It's like, oh, yeah, I want to yeah. remember that. Um, so I actually take a photo and after the event, I'll go back. I um, make an online version of my notes using mm -hmm. OneNote or whatever the hell I'm using. I feel like do you really? Because I don't. I really? never read my notes again. I'm terrible. Oh, sometimes I do. I actually go back through and have a scroll through. That's amazing. So I, put a, I have a like, system for my notes where I have a little star, which means like this is a to-do. Um, and so then I create a to-do list. What, what do you want to say? Explain that to us then. Cause that's one of the things I struggle with where I can't get the most from an event. Cause my notes are very much, Ooh, that sounded good. <laughs> right. right. A whole load of splurge down. And then I look at my notes at the end of it and I'm like, cool. What the hell have I written? Um, yeah. Okay. I can go through that after I say hello yeah. to Oliver, who is commented and said, morning guys, two beautiful boys. Um, 
Hello, Oliver. Hey, Oliver. <laughs> um, we're live in the Grow Your Web Design Business Facebook group, by the way. If you're not in there, please uh, jump in and also to uh, Lee's group. What's it called now? Agency Trailblazers or WP Innovator Agency Group? Trailblazer. I change my name every week, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so my note system, it's, it's not very complicated. I, I write down something when I honestly feel like it's implementable in my business. You know, like I know it probably sounds like everything's implementable when you hear it, mm-hmm. but unless it makes me go like get really excited and go, yeah, that's a great idea. Um, then I won't write it down. So when I, otherwise, you know, that like, so I end up with maybe from like a two day event, I generally have like one to two pages of notes, like max, and there'll be big spaces and pitches and crap between them. Um, but then for anything that's a direct to do where I'm like, it's not just like an idea. Um, I go and whack a big star next to it and that gets put in my to-do list when I do my post event breakdown. Um, sometimes I'll take a note if there's a photo that I need to attach. And another one, I use square brackets to annotate something that it, that's like my own thoughts. Um, so if it jogged me to think about something, um, that wasn't necessarily what the speaker said. I put that in square brackets so I can I just, that's just more of my own system for things. So to kind of reiterate for my brain, what I've understood so far is you will write down those things that excite you. Maybe a one liner that they say mm-hmm. that really inspires you to maybe think differently about something mm-hmm. um, or an idea that they share that you'll write down. If you have a thought because of what they've said, you'll put that in square brackets. Mm-hmm. This is me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's me. And then anything in and amongst all of the notes and doodles, because everyone doodles, I hope, yep. uh, it's a sign of creativity. Uh, you'll put a star next to that. And when you then review your notes, which is only two pages, which is going to be a hell of a lot easier mm-hmm. than my 50, um, then um, uh, those go into your list of, right, this is some stuff I need to do, which you can then break down later. That's a nice system. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's simple. There's not a lot in that. Um, and I'm glad you like it because it's kind of just a... Shall big... we give it a name and then you could sell it online? <laughs> yeah, it's like three three dot points and now it's a course. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm just actually looking through some um, notes I took at a previous event. And I mean, a lot of it, I have to actually go back and um, look at another time, like specifically to that event. But sometimes what I'll do, because in my note-taking app, I have things like copywriting notes and, uh, I don't know, SaaS, like software onboarding or... Um, like just different categories of notes. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll actually go and take the sentences that I've written down, put them in the right bit. So yeah. when next time I'm going to write some email copy, I just go to the like, email copy note and scroll through to sort of bring myself back up to speed on how I should be writing stuff or notes that I've taken that I thought were a good idea. So that's yeah. more about filing stuff afterwards, which I'm not super diligent with, but I think it, no. it, when I do it, it's, it's good. <laughs> No, that's, that's really helpful. Uh, I mean, I do write, so I'll write notes only on the things that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. But when I do write notes, I go crazy. Right. Um, so I thought that I was good by only writing notes on things I was interested in, but mm-hmm. I'm actually still writing everything down. So like Chris Ducker did a specific talk on building influence by being seen to sell. That was in three years ago, that one was. Um, and that was one of the ones I was interested in. So I filled up like four pages of notes. And then I've still, I've still got the notes and I've looked at them in, again and I'm just like, I have no freaking clue <laughs> what I was on. It's just writing for the sake of writing with big arrows pointing to something, which then during that made sense. But now I don't know what that arrow represents and why that over there is related to that, etc. So, uh, um, so again, that, that short pages. So folks, you can learn today uh, one of the things, notes on the things you're interested in short notes using the <laughs> new JR system um, full <laughs> course coming out soon. Yes. All three dot points. It's going to be, it's going to be a long one. It'll only be $37. We're going to break it down and there's an upsell. You can have all of the note swipe files from all of James's previous <laughs> conferences he's ever attended. <laughs> They'll make loads of sense to you too. I bet. <laughs> As an example for you to formulate your notes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be terrible. We're going to bridge the gap. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry. So it's, it's yeah. <laughs> so this is, con- we've kind of covered content at this point. Um, and like, 
everyone's going to get different stuff out of the content. And like yeah. I, uh, like I said before, like I feel like every time I, I'm in a different position and I take something else away. But for me, the biggest thing is like the networking, right? And yeah. for many reasons, like sometimes it is literally just making friends. Uh, but, you know, it does, people often give me stick that I'm like traveling too much or whatever. Like, do you ever get any work done or whatever? But these chats that That's I kind have, of what I was asking you yesterday yeah in the podcast but really politely in the podcast <laughs> yes <laughs> but actually go and check work? that out um <laughs> when's that going lively uh, uh today oh nice yeah so, today at 2 30 good time for dentists yeah so if you go and check out Lee's uh podcast which is agency trailblazer as we had a chat last night about I can't remember the bloody topic now Productivity. Productivity. <laughs> we kind of went all over the place, um, but I will definitely link that up in the show notes. Um, but okay, so where was I? Um, going? Oh yeah, making friends at events, right? So, man, like, yes, it is. Like sometimes it literally is just making friends, but often these friendships turn into so so much more, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know we'd been chatting online before we met in person, but I mean now. Uh, you're coming on my podcast. I've been on your podcast three times. I think this is your yes, second. three times. Second yeah. on this one. Um, and, you know, like this is sharing each other's message with each other's audience. Um, like I told you last night, I was drunk in a dodgy backpacker bar in Chiang Mai in Thailand, uh, chatted to some guy, liked him, thought he was a cool dude. Now we've hired him as our mm. product manager because he's really good at UX and, and operations and products, right? So it's not just getting drunk, even though that I feel like that is an important piece. Um. <laughs> and uh, just so you know, folks, that's really an important piece for James, uh, because uh, I do remember saying I'm going to bed and him looking at me as if to go, what? <laughs> it's 11 o'clock. We've got like five more hours before the next day. What are you playing at? <laughs> and, you, and he was trying to look, <laughs> he was trying to gather people together. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few of us were like, "Oh, we're off to we're off to bed now." Yeah, gotta get an <laughs> oh, early screw start, you guys. <laughs> I'm going off to the pub. <laughs> gotta get an early start so I can write down all those notes tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In fact, I literally had this this as a note that we could talk about. Is like yeah. some people say at events you should go to bed on time and get an early start, but I completely don't buy this. <laughs> well, no, I know you don't. I do. I'm like I'm tired. No, that's I was fair. rough the following day. Yeah, and look, I actually push through that. I generally don't yeah. um, enjoy being wrecked the next day, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> yeah. sometimes that involves the result of that is hiring someone really awesome yeah. for your business. No, um, exactly. But look, I mean, we were talking about something offline before um, that I think it'd be good to cover because we're obviously coming from two different places, right? Where I'm just like mm-hmm. a, a bit of an idiot uh, and I drink and, and do a lot of socializing and. It's now, it hasn't always come easy, but now it comes easy to me. And I know that it absolutely does not come easy to a lot of people. And and some people don't even show up to events because of that. Mm -hmm. Do you want to dig into that a bit? Yeah, man, because I'm one of those people. So Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm on YouTube, I'm on podcasts, I'm on the internet because I'm an introvert. I actually, uh, well, I'm not fully introverted, but you know, I'm probably a mix of the two. I actually don't like being in big public spaces. I get freaked out. Um, I've got, I get um, these really weird panic attacks. So they're like electric. It's like an electric shock sort of thing all the way up my arms and uh, my entire body changes temperature. I might start sweating or or the opposite. I'm absolutely freezing and just can't stop shivering, etc. Uh, and I just get completely freaked out. And it doesn't happen very often, but there's always this fear in the back of my mind. That, um, and sometimes I can feel it welling up. Basically, when I'm in a, a public space where I kind of don't control the situation, um, I can really freak out. Um, and because of that, I will sometimes not go to conferences. So I didn't go to Marketed Live two years ago because I could feel the anxiety building up before the event. I didn't want to be away from my house. I didn't want to be away from my family. There was massive benefits to going to Marketed Live and there were going to be people there that I would have met that I would have been able to create great relationships with. But I just couldn't get past that psychological barrier. Uh, it was all you know, of my own internal making, but there was this, this fear of being in that place. I canceled my hotel room. I just didn't show up. I ended wow. up watching like the replays, which 
made me realize I should have gone. <laughs> if you know Damn. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I was, absolutely. Oh, so annoyed with myself. Um, but I, I didn't, um, I didn't go weirdly running my own event is the complete opposite. That's like, you know, crack cocaine or something to me. I'm like, <laughs> amazing. but obviously cause it's my event and it's, my community as it were my friends all everyone's coming into one place that's fine so my event was fine to run that but to go to other people's has always mm. been uh, a weird issue and i actually struggle i i lead worship on uh, sundays at our church and um uh, not every sunday but every other sunday and i actually struggle even in that setting so this last sunday just before the because uh, we we'll get 300 people uh, on a sunday morning not as big as hillsong in australia you guys are nuts um but you know we get 300 people in there and i'm you know by about 10 minutes before the service i'm getting these shivers or panic attacks and that and i'm having to go into the bathroom uh, and then just go and breathe through it except to go okay these are just feelings this is just psychological this is just you know i'm not dying i'm not freaking out i just got to breathe through this and then go out and um so sorry so that's kind of a lot of backstory just to explain that actually i really struggle to go to events and i've actually mm. not gone to a lot of events because of that i exude all of this confidence and i pretend to be a jack the lad which i am on a camera <laughs> um but you know, with a great beard with a fant- phenomenal beard but when i when i am out it is a struggle so uh, what i've done over the years is acknowledge that i struggle with this and it's only something that I've developed kind of in my 30s. In my 20s, I was fine. But like in my 30s, um, you know, we found out uh, Ella was ill and all sorts of bad things happened in our family. My dad died. It, ever seemed, it seems to be since my dad died, kind of I developed a, uh, a few of these kind of mental issues where I couldn't cope in certain circumstances. So now what I do is I acknowledge it. Um, and 2020 for me has been a year of... Uh, planning to go to several conferences, more conferences than I've ever planned to go to um, wow. over the course of the next 12 months. And I'm acknowledging that I, um, like I'm going to one in a week's time from now, uh, which is a two-dayer, and I've already acknowledged that I'm going to struggle. Um, so I know that. I'm prepared. I've already booked uh, the travel and the hotel room, and I know all my times as to when and when I'm going and where I'm going to meet. I've buddied up with a friend who I'm going to meet for dinner the night before. That's Pete Everett, great podcast, nice. and a great SEO course. So me and him are going to hang out Sunday evening to chill out, relax, and then we're going to go together that following morning. We're going to have breakfast together and then go that following morning and then enjoy that conference together, etc. So, um, you know, I've created this, okay, this is how it's going to go. I know what I want to get out of it. Um, I'm there with a friend, which is going to be really, really helpful. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. And I've also talked about it with my wife multiple times where I've said, look, this is how I'm feeling about it. This is what's going on in my head. This is what I'm going to do. Now, I imagine that, yeah, the maybe the train will be late and certain things won't happen exactly uh, as I'm thinking in my mind. But the fact that I have kind of thought this logically through, I've acknowledged that I have some fears, but I'm still going to go because I know what I want to get out of it and I know what I'm going to be doing there, then that's helping me. Um, and I'm holding myself accountable to myself, but also to Pete and also to my wife that I am going to go ahead and show up at that conference and I'm going to mm-hmm. get um, you know, what I want out of it and I'm going to meet the people I want to meet and, and build those relationships, etc. Um, so I, I'll often joke uh, the best bit about conferences is, is showing up because that's a dig at myself um, because <laughs> I'm that one guy who books onto conferences and then freaks out, uh, you know, as, as the date gets nearer and nearer and then just starts to think of really good reasons why I don't, yeah. shouldn't be there. Well, I think um, it's a very important message and it's, it's awesome that you're able to sort of cope with this. And it's obviously an important thing for you to go to live events if you are pushing through all of this. Um, but I think, like it's important because obviously in the web design development freelancer space, um, there's a lot of mental health stuff going on. I was actually just mm. looking at my coaster here, WP and oh, up. Yeah, WP and up. Yeah. Um, gave me this at the R3 conference. Um, if I just mm-hmm. rotate it a bit. Um, yeah. So WP and ups are like a community for exact like WordPress freelancers uh, that deal with this stuff. And I think what yeah. they're doing is awesome. Absolutely. So, I'll link that up and, in the show um, notes for sure. I mean, people, there, there, there has been, there's two things, I, I guess. There's, there's always been a stigma, uh, I think, about mental health and people don't talk about it. And then it kind of became fashionable to talk about it as well. So you've got two extremes, haven't you? And I think some people use the whole mental health thing as well as a bit of a, hey, this is a bit of a marketing tool. Um, <clears throat> so, which yeah. uh, which worries me. The thing I love about things like WPNF is that's all off the back of 
um, I, I believe it was inspired, the backstory, it was inspired by uh, a chap who was struggling who uh, eventually uh, took his own life, etc. And then that inspired the team at WP and up to create uh, you know, a community where people can talk openly and talk through things, etc. Because we're in a really high stress industry, mm-hmm. agencies, freelancers, all of, all, of the, all of the above. It's really high stress. There's a lot of expectations on us. Uh, clients can be assholes, pardon my French, um, <laughs> which, which can really, really affect you, uh, yes. you know, mentally. Part of my panic attacks have been caused by some really nasty clients in the oh. past who have completely like broken me at some point. That um, is awful. You know, so being able to have something like WPNF, I think is phenomenal. Um, and also being able to talk about it honestly, one of the most, most feedback I can't speak. One of the videos I got the most feedback on uh, was when I was at Uprinter two years ago, and I just jumped outside because loads of people had come talking to me, which is great, but I could feel my energy slowly depleting because it, it kind of drains. It's hard to explain to people who don't get this, but uh, in fact, no, if you imagine someone that you kind of can't stand um, and they come and talk to you and you use all your energy to be really nice and they need to go for a nap afterwards because you're exhausted, it's kind of like that. Except all the people are lovely, but it's still draining uh, sometimes. Um, and um, so what I'll often do is I'll be stuck in this conversation with someone. And if I've talked to you and I've done this, I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> but then I'll tell them that I need to go to the loo, <laughs> which I don't. I just need to go and stand in the cubicle for five minutes with yeah. nobody around me. Wow. So I shared that in a video and I went out and you and just said, hey, look, you know, I'm really struggling today. Um, and this is how I'm dealing with this, you know, now and again. People think I've got a water infection because I'm in <laughs> five minutes, but I'm coping. This means I can go and have a break in the cubicle and then come back out and I'm, boom, recharge. I, I love it. And it's like, it's the classic uh, way that women will typically bail on guys if they get approached at a bar. It's like, oh, we have to go to the bathroom now. I love it. Go to the bathroom. And then climb through the back. <laughs> and hello to Roby and Corey who are watching. Hey, Roby. Other awesome people. Hey, wait, are these all Australians? Uh, no, Oliver's not, but Roby and Corey are. Hi, Roby and Corey. Hey, uh, so speaking of beards, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a good beard, doesn't he? He does, doesn't he? <laughs> I can't even see the comments because if I open any other, Zoom is like 98% of my processing power. So if I open mm. anything, it's going to crash. So yeah, hi, everyone. Well. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> um. Yeah, Roby, you just said here uh, the same thing happens to him too, especially on the second day of conferences that he just gets exhausted. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, I, I am lucky in that I don't have uh, – I guess I am the opposite, right? I get energized by uh, yeah. being around people. This, I think this is the classic like uh, in- introvert versus extrovert kind of thing, right? Yeah. I think that's the actual definition. Like introverts get drained by – you know, social interaction or whatever and extroverts get, it doesn't mean that you don't enjoy it. It's just that it drains you. The weird thing is though, afterwards, I still get the same high you probably get. Except it's, it's that during it, you kind of have to push through. Um, And then at the end, um, when you're sending the messages to, Hey, that was amazing. Really great to meet you and connecting with people, etc. That's kind of when everything kicks in because it's all over with, and then you can look back and you've got that feeling of, wow, I did it. That was amazing. But also you've got all those amazing memories and you've got all these new friendships and all the exciting opportunities ahead of you, etc. cetera. Uh, and that is a massive high. So you probably still get that anyway. So not only do you get energized by the people that you're hmm. with, but you then get the massive high at the end. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I get, get the massive high at the <laughs> end, but it's just that I've had to push through to get to there. It's, it's funny you say that because I normally, some of the saddest I can be is when I leave a conference. <laughs> because I'll be on oh, such wow. a high. I <laughs> I'll well, be I'm usually a- on the high afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be having such a good time at the conference. Yeah. When I leave, it dawns on me that I'm not going to see any of these people in real life for a long time, especially if I've traveled oh. to go to the conference. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So like that is, yeah, sometimes the sadness. No, I feel I sad. Yeah. Um, should we <laughs> talk about <laughs> like what now that we're actually at the conference, if we've gotten over Oh, we finally got like you have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, What are are some of the ways you make the most of it? Like, is it it pretty much what you've discussed with the notes and stuff? Like, I've got a bunch of points about like networking at conferences because like I said, for me, it's mostly networking. Um, But is there any points you have? 
Sure. Well, uh, with networking, so what I'll what I'll do is I like to go and talk uh, to meet people. Um, personally, that obviously go the loo in between each person, joking. But uh, <laughs> uh, go and ask, go go and listen and, and talk to them. So there's t- there's kind of two things I'll do. Number one, I'm going to listen to the people who uh, are talking on stage or who ask questions during the panel, um, because sometimes they'll say something that's of interest, so I can then go and spark up a conversation with them if it's relevant. Uh, and the other thing I'll do is I'll make sure I talk to everyone. If I'm at a table, if it's that sort of environment, I'll be talking to everyone at the table, um, or I will go and mingle during coffee and just go and stand in someone's uh, conversation group and make a joke of the fact that I'm doing it. So I'm like, hey, <laughs> that's such and a I like just jump in there and just make it funny and then people will you know end, end up chatting so and then just really just go and find people and then ask them about themselves so i don't even talk about myself my mission is to go and find out about everyone that i can that's possibly a very very good angle it's like the classic how to win friends and influence people right it's like be interested not interesting yeah uh, and um, i'm d- I'm definitely a bit shit at this at times. Um, well, that's what I do. And if people ask, I don't downplay what I do, but I certainly just give them the tweet version mm. and then throw it back on them unless they're like, wow, WordPress. And then, you know, they really mm. dig deep. Um, you know, but every, every, sorry, mate, every conference no. I've been to, I have got clients from. Boom. Yeah. And yeah. when I was still doing web stuff, like web design and that, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. I easily pay for the conference every single time. Every time. Um, with jobs. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the one reason people attend, then uh, like it, uh, that's a big tick, right? Like when I first started going to conferences, that was I basically had to get ROI to feel like it was a success. But now mm-hmm. with like content snare, I can't think like that anymore because I'd have to sign yeah. up like everyone at the conference yeah. half the time, <laughs> which is not going to happen. So it's more about relationships and where that leads later. But just mm-hmm. before we move on, you actually touched on something there that I didn't think about is. Uh, that initial conversation with someone like breaking into conversations, like that can be really <laughs> difficult for people. Yeah. You know, I, I came from a place where that was very hard for me years and years and years ago. And I spent, I know some people might know this already, but um, I spent uh, a couple of years learning to get better with girls through certain um, communities of people that try to improve their confidence and uh, not yeah, certain jackasses, I hope. Well, I mean, a lot of people think they're jackasses, um, but <laughs> okay. don't know about the positive. That's why I'm kind of like apprehensive. <laughs> but I've had many a discussion with people and I'm completely, not Keep completely flipped people's opinion on the whole thing because I've seen yeah. a lot of positivity come out of it. And I mean, now it's kind of easy for me to start conversations with people. It's definitely... Um, still a little bit of anxiety when I go to do mm-hmm. it, but nowhere near what it used to be. And I love that you've got a little system that like, mm-hmm. it's just the thing you do. You show up and do like this awkward face and be like, hello or whatever it is that you're doing. Um, you know, for me, I literally just walk up and say, Hey, how's it going? Like, and it's, yeah. that's totally fine. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people build it up in their head um, to actually start conversations with people that it's a lot um, more of a big deal than it really is. Yeah, um, you can just show up and be like, "Hey," and that's often what I do. And sometimes, well, if they're in a conversation, I'll be like, "Don't mind me; I'm just joining in." <laughs> you know? It's exactly what I did. So that, that's my thing. It's like the don't don't mind me. So Nicole, um, who spoke at the event last year, who's speaking again at this year's uh, event, that's how we met. I saw her chatting to some chap, so I went and stood awkwardly with them and said, "Don't mind me; I'm just listening in." Um, <laughs> you know, trying to make make a joke of a it joke, and yeah. then uh, after he went nicole continued to talk to me it turned out we knew each other anyway uh on twitter um i, I hadn't re- realized she'd been following some of the stuff i was doing and wow. that built up the conversation and then I invited her to the event the following year so uh, but yeah it's awesome. it's that ha- having some sort of just uh just a little system a system for getting there uh, i've explained my system for that and then we've both shared our systems for kind of building uh, conversations because I would also say put your phone in your freaking pocket because one of the things I do is I hide behind this. So if I'm in an mm. event and you see me on my phone, I'm hiding behind this bad boy because I have uh, suddenly got scared and I am not don't want to talk to anyone. So I'm now pretending to be on my phone. Mm. Um, yeah. So if you put your phone away, it's going to force you to look around the room and say and go and engage with someone. Yes. Um, and in fact, go and engage with it. people who are on their phone because they're probably struggling and you can go and say hi. So they're probably an easier target. True that. Yeah. And I mean, that was the other thing. Like if you aren't looking at your phone and you're standing by yourself at a table, that makes it mm. really, really easy for other people to approach you. Yeah, um, I sometimes I do that. Look at people; they'll they'll walk up to you. Then. Yeah, sometimes or I just they'll think be... you're a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why not both? Uh, 
yeah so oh man I, I love that we covered that um that's an awesome i think i think that's an awesome tip i hope someone takes something out of that <laughs> they will yeah and the other thing with too with um having your phone out during like breaks and whatever i see a lot of people show up to conferences and then just spend the whole time on their laptop during the breaks working i feel like that do, like makes the yeah, whole thing that. there's no point of going to a conference like Again, for me, it's not about the content, right? It's about the things you learn and the people you meet just talking to people, like the ideas that people will give you when you talk to them um, and that kind of thing. Um, and you're not going to get any of that if you're on your laptop. So I would I would extend that and say, when you are at the conference, you are at the freaking conference. You're, you're not answering calls. You're not answering texts. You're not sending emails. You're not doing any work. This is your time. You create this like you would a holiday uh, because your partner would kill you if you were texting and working whilst you're out at say Disney World so treat it the exact same mm. um, if, if I take my laptop with me and have it open on the desk whilst there's uh, someone talking on stage that's off-putting for the person who's on stage um, but it's also off-putting for me because I'm I'm actually not really listening I'm ending up mm. doing work and I'm feeling the anxiety and the stress of work and I'm only half listening it's like when people um, kind of uh, jump in on a, an online zoom call and they're actually surfing the internet whilst the person's presenting they're not really listening and not really engaging so yeah i would i would echo that and expand mm -hmm. on it and say just try and be as uh you know because it is back to the content again but it, you know mm -hmm. if you're not in that headspace well it's actually about the whole event isn't it if you're if you're not in the headspace of uh, if you're kind of only half there then you're only going to be half there with people that you meet as well mm -hmm. Uh, if you're also worried about work over here. So try and create a space that you can invest in yourself for two days. Yes. And this talk of laptops has reminded me of one of my um, biggest pet hates is when uh, people with large fingernails are typing on laptops during a talk. And, oh, my Lord, that sound drives me insane. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah like welcome to the grumpy old men podcast oh it's i just feel like it's rude too because everyone around is trying to listen <laughs> to the the speaker and you can just see this da -da 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 constant constant <laughs> um so please well, don't do worse that. when they have bangles on as well oh i never thought of that. Do the little like shake and then carry on <laughs> yeah Sorry. so that was just a just a request please Please don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, I'd like to go through a few of my like positive. Is that what you've been trying to do this entire podcast? And I keep interrupting. No, no. This, <laughs> oh, I figured we'd uh, <laughs> like this is only going to take me it. take me a little bit. Um, go for it. Um, actually, I've got another point here about like uh, talking to people, right? Because we, we were on that topic of like how to introduce yourselves to people and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, good morning, Richard and Doug. Uh, good to have you guys here. Got a few. few you call a man with a spade up. in his head. <laughs> Douglas. No, Doug, sorry. Without Doug. a spade, he's Douglas. Oh, we, we are really doing the old man podcast, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. Um, Especially the Douglas one. That's the man without a spade in his head. Anyway. <laughs> I just, just the whole, like, what do you do question, which gets, like, everyone's kind of over that, right? Like, you show up <laughs> to someone and it's like, what what do you like you don't know what to ask so you're like oh what do you do um mm -hmm. i think it's nice to go in with a plan and and like at least arm yourself with a couple of other random questions uh mm. that you can ask instead um and i mean this i actually stole this one from someone else um and it is not going to fit everyone's personality but i really like so what's your story like <laughs> yeah it's kind of cool like I don't, I don't know i like that it fits my personality um and it, it's nice um and one that I read that I haven't tried yet is what's the most important thing I should know about you? I think that's kind of, kind of a cool question to ask people. I mean, what do you, what, what's your backup question? <laughs> do you sounded like you were hitting on them. Um, <laughs> uh, for, for me, I'll, I'll just kind of, uh, I go for the safe stuff. Like, oh, so have you had to travel far to get here? Just any kind of easy <laughs> question that's completely yeah. non-business related that just is, oh, yeah, yeah, man, I've been, I'm all the way from Edinburgh. Edinburgh, my gosh, what do you do? Drive? Did you? And then it's just Solid. such an easy conversation to mm. have. And then it just naturally flows. I'm like, I went to Edinburgh years ago. I used to be in IT. And I'm yep. actually regurgitating a conversation I actually had. Um, <laughs> that guy ended up, there's a client. Right. Nice. Um, right. you know, but if, if that was just my soft in, just something easy, non-offensive. Yeah. If you tried the coffee here, freaking awful. Uh, whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, just how about that get... local sporting team? 
nice, nice, easy. Uh, yeah, easy that's I like point. yours. Yours are better. Mine are just my safe. Well, options. I mean, honestly, uh, most of the time I end up using safe options too. It's funny you mentioned mm-hmm. coffee because definitely like food. The food that's at an event is often a starting point for me too. Um, make a joke about like you are gonna love the food at my event, mate. Oh yeah, we had like literally everyone raved about it. Nice. Um, just saying. Oh, now I'm gonna eat too much. Okay. God damn it! This is the problem with too much, like too much being available. I'll eat it. <laughs> I have to restrict. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, a few like oh, the the I guess the ways I've uh, things I've learned over time uh, about networking and how to make the mm-hmm. most of it. Um, one you actually covered one before actually is like uh, working out who you know that's going to be there beforehand uh, or reaching out to people that you want to get to know. And actually hanging out with them before the event, if possible. Mm. I think that helps get you in the right mindset. Like you said, you did that with Pete Everett. Um, mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Like you can catch up with people the night before. Um, often, if there's a Facebook group um, or some other kind of way to contact people, they will be some kind of unofficial drinks or get together the night before, um, if, if there's not an official one. Uh, and I'll actually try to get something going, if not. Mm-hmm. You know, try and get a few like, and, and you can seed it if you know a few people there already. So it's just like you, yeah. you and three or four friends or something are going to go to this bar at this time. Um, feel free to join, and you'll often find you end up with a lot of people. And I mean, I've done that and had speakers show up. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been awesome for me. Yes, I remember you talking to speakers at Upreneur as well. Yeah, I think um, yeah. I was in a unique position that I kind of knew some of them beforehand. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. Yeah, and one that I was given, someone told me this about, and this is about like local networking events too, um, Mm -hmm. where there might be like a small local speaker or something. Like this doesn't have to be a big conference, but getting there early. uh, And I followed this advice and man, like I never thought about it. I always just showed up on time or like didn't care. I was like five minutes late into the networking bit. But if you're there early when there's only like four or five people there, oftentimes that'll be like the organizer or a speaker or like someone probably that you want to meet uh, and you get into those conversations early. A hundred percent. Yeah. And if you are like me and struggle to initially build up some conversations, being there early is great because there's hardly anyone there. It's easier to latch on (laughs) to a few people than it is coming at, on time when everyone's already buddied up and they're all already chatting. Yeah. uh, And I I definitely do that too, right? Like I get those few safe people that now I kind of quote unquote know because I met them nice and early. And if I really can't be bothered, yeah, you you walk up to them and say, hey, how's it going in the middle of the day? And they might have a circle of like three or four people that you don't know and suddenly get to meet Mm -hmm. those guys. Yeah. Um, We've already covered breaks because I wanted to say, yeah, just don't work during breaks. Mm -hmm. Um, but two more things are organizing a dinner if there isn't one. Like I've been to conferences where there's just nothing at night, which is kind of crazy. Um, to me, that's a big waste. So if you can, and, and this applies to either before the conference, after the conference, or during the conference, if there's nothing mm-hmm. on, getting together a group of people that you want to hang out with, inviting them during the day, that can be an awesome, awesome way to get mm. to know people a bit more Definitely. intimately than you know the two-minute conversations you can often have during a break. Yeah. Um, and my final one is go to the bar. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have to drink. I know lots and lots of people that don't drink at all and still hang out at the social things. No, I totally agree. In fact, that's something that everyone did last year as well, which was awesome. So we're in Wailing Bread. There's plenty of pubs and restaurants in the area. Uh, and I know a lot of people um, buddied up and uh, there was pictures during the event of say 12 or 20 people rammed into the local Indian restaurant or wherever uh, they'd found to all go and hang out and have food and have drink um, or Coke uh, and uh, and chat with each other, etc. And that was really nice. And I something that we you know I, we did isn't it uh, when we're at Upreneur together that time uh, in fact mm. I remember you trying to find people to all get together we're gonna go get some food together and then we all, all kind of uh, I think there was like 18 of us in the end all went and found somewhere um, or we, we had drinks together as well later on in the evening so that was awesome yeah uh, that's like especially when there isn't anything organized, I feel like that actually kind of makes me sad. So I try to get something going. (laughs) I think, I think with a conference. So for me, like I've got a, 
uh, I'm taking 20 speakers out at my conference to uh, a local restaurant uh, for the first evening. So, I, you know, and it's hard for me to try and organize something for a hundred and odd people. So I tend to let, I've had to let people do their own thing in the evening. However, mm-hmm. you are kindly sponsoring our champagne reception, which will encourage people <laughs> to just hang out. We've already ordered the flutes. The little plastic Ooh. flutes, yeah. Nice. <laughs> people can stand around looking all posh, um, and uh, yeah, so that'll at least encourage people to hang out for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. That's really apt that you would sponsor that, actually, isn't it? Just a way of encouraging people to hang out at the end of day one, uh, have some conversations, uh, get a little bit merry, um, mm-hmm. and then all go off. Maybe we should make it a part of the, the champagne reception that we're like, all right, folks, before you all go, uh, buddy up, find find a group of people uh, and go out for a meal. I like can that. Make it about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And like I told you last night, it's been on my bucket list for so long to sponsor drinks <laughs> for an event. And so I'm yeah. so excited for this opportunity. No, man. Speaking of, so let's talk about your event for people listening who are like, they're sold on uh, coming to an event after all our bickering and um, bitching <laughs> about things. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, I, I'm super, super excited for your event. Um, it's very like I get excited for most events, but it's very rare I get this excited uh, for any event. Even now, I think a big mm-hmm. part of that is meeting so many people from your group and my group and all these people I've known on the internet for so long yeah. and meeting them in real life. It just changes the relationships. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and we're so- going to get to meet people like Kyle Van Dusen. How cool is that? Yes, he's going to be in the UK. I'm amazed. That's it. That I'm is so excited. Coming all the way from the US. You guys are freaking legend. I feel like he's not traveling as far as me. I win that battle. Australia's yeah, definitely further. Yeah. <laughs> we're, more, we're further he's from everything. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know what the event is, which I think was going to be a question, it's yes. essentially Agency Transformation Live. There's two reasons it exists. Number one, it exists as a massive party for all of our communities to get together yes. and to network and to build friendships. That's that's got to be one of the main things it's about. But also, it's about going there, um, saying, acknowledging that you are on a journey as an agency, and you might be at a particular stage. And we cover five stages of agency life, and we help right at the very beginning of the conference to help everyone work out. We have a worksheet before we kick off. It's dead easy to do. We did it last year. We're going to do it again this year uh, to help people work out what stage they're at. I'm at identity or I'm at value or I'm at platform or wherever I am. Um, and then throughout the next two days, um, we help you understand um, what particular content is going to resonate the most with your uh, particular part of your journey. So you still get to consume everything, but also we're helping you throughout the two days uh, to consume the right content, to make the right notes and to make the right plan uh, to create some small achievable actions. I'm a massive believer in small achievable actions lead to big change. Um, so uh, we're not encouraging you to go out and make a video every single day and start eight podcasts. We're actually going to encourage <laughs> you to do something really, really simple um, regularly uh, and to build on that and to build an agency that you can love that will allow you to go on holidays and spend time with your family and all of that sort of stuff um, because we're a massive family first uh, company. So that's what the event in its entirety is about. And then we have a third day uh, where we're kind of doing the networking on steroids thing. So we're doing a range of things. We've got a couple of workshops lined up and we've got like an implementation session for certain people who want to just get started on some of the stuff that they've got planned, Uh, those small achievable actions. And we'll also be doing the kind of, uh, did I say networking on steroids? We're going to do some of that as well. (laughs) Masterminding. Uh, So it's just going to be fun. Masterminding is the third day. People people that haven't been in a mastermind before, like, that is one of the biggest value areas of a conference mm-hmm. as well. Like when mm-hmm. uh, I'm not sure how you're running yours, Lee, how are they like the round table kind of things? Yeah. Small round tables. Yes. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. Absolutely. So I don't be facilitated from the front. So we'll be like, all right guys, this is how it's going to be done. Uh, yeah. Each person's got so many minutes, um, you know, so let's all think about uh, the types of uh, questions that we want to ask our table uh, mm-hmm. and then we'll go for it and then we'll do it again in the afternoon with different people. So absolutely awesome. Yeah. This yeah. is seriously value valuable if you haven't done a mastermind before they're basically you'll have like i don't know how many people let's say five or six giving Mm -hmm. you advice on exactly what you're struggling with right now it's so invaluable and seriously people people see um this right this this i wish i could see my business the way other people see it does that make sense like if you tell me the problems you have in your business mate i guarantee i will have amazing insight 
<laughs> based on my experiences that you will not be able to see. Uh-huh. Um, it's insane, isn't it? And every time I've been in that sort of mastermind environment where I've been with a load of strangers, I was, I was with someone who knitted. Yeah, <laughs> they had a knitting business. And they told me um, s- something that absolutely changed my life and uh, uh, for my business, which mm-hmm. was talking about what are the stages of transformation. She said, Lee, because uh, I was struggling with my message as a business. How do I explain my message to people? And she was the one. She is a lady who does a knitting podcast. Says, what are the five steps? Well, not even five. She said, what are the stages of transformation? What is the next step that people need to take to change their business? And that was it. That changed wow. everything. That's why Agency Transformation Live exists. That's why the word transformation wow. is in everything. That's why I'm launching a new business called Transformation Media. That's you know. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. a lady who knits become. Uh, at a mastermind table, a group of us who just says something, just just kind of shooting from the hip, as it were, whatever, off the top of her head, completely mm. changed uh, my direction. And that's, and that's something I actually forgot in my notes and to mention is like going into these things with an open mind because you never know where that epic thing is going to come from. Yeah. Like, I was Joe. You, went- you love, by the way, she's freaking awesome. You know, Joe. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Joe jo Mill. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Wow, there you go. Yeah, and you just never know like who, you know, if you if you went into an event and you're like, "Oh, this person does knitting." Like she's not going to know how to help my agency. Like that's probably a reasonable like an assumption that a lot of mm. people might make, but you just never know. That's why having an open mind is awesome. She is badass. Mm-hmm. So, where awesome. can people go to actually get a ticket to this thing? agencytransformation.live Nice there and you easy. go. Nice and easy. Um, there are go go to that website. You'll see who's speaking. You'll get a bit of an idea of um, what kind of topics are going to get covered. I think any agency is going to be able to benefit from this. Um, I'm super excited about meeting all of you guys. Lee, awesome man. Thanks for this chat. Thank you, mate. I've had a great time. Me too. Um, and thanks for everyone who. who joined in live and uh, (laughs) dropped in some comments. Thomas actually said, it's an amazing event. Can't wait. There you go. Testimony. Thomas Amos. Yes, it was. Tom legend. (laughs) I don't believe we've met and I'll meet you there, Tom. (laughs) He's a good guy. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, Lee, thanks again for joining. Cheerio, guys. Bye. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.